and welcome to Two Player Bros, a podcast by two brothers who play way too many video games. I'm your player number one, Mike Butler. I'm player number two, Alex Butler. And uh, so, yeah, today's our uh, podcast. We're sorry about being a little delayed after uh, last week's episode. A little indie movie came out in a theater where I work. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I believe it's called Avengers. It's at least that's what some people have been telling me it's called. Um, yeah, it's been causing me to work quite a bit. Isn't that the one with Aquaman? I think it's the one with SpongeBob. Oh right, SpongeBob. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, apologize about that. Get you back, get us back on schedule. And uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit of news. Probably going to be a little bit of a quicker podcast. Uh, we're going to talk our Q and A. I'm going to talk about the uh, Sonic trailer that just came out. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but now it's our first real look. And uh, I think he might still be a no-pug. We're going to preview the new uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game. Review Mortal Kombat 11. And then uh, I think uh, Player 2 is going to take us into the tech corner. Talk a little bit about the new uh, Valve Index that might be coming out. Uh, looks kind of cool. So that might be the newer vibe. We don't know. Maybe that's what's going to take over for that. So let's uh, hop into the Q&A and flip the, the page. page. All right. So our first question for our Q&A for this episode is kind of in honor of the new game that came out, the new Mortal Kombat game, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, which character from Mortal Kombat is your favorite? Get over here. No, like, come here. Just don't stop running away. I'm right here, bro. I haven't no, gone anywhere. Sit on the couch. It's, I'm on, I'm here. He's not on the couch. I'm sorry. My favorite character, obviously, Scorpion. Get over here. I like the spear. I've always loved the spear. Long range. Piss you off kind of move. And then, no matter where you are on the map, you could do the teleport punch and just get right back to the other character. Super cheap, super awesome. I love him. He's awesome. Staple of Mortal Kombat. It's not his glazed over white eyes or his skull face? No, I mean, those are cool too, but <laughs> now Teleporty Punch is like the my favorite. It's it's so super cheap. I love that move. Gotcha. It's a good combo starter from anywhere in the map. How about you, bro? Well, my favorite's kind of a character that I guess a lot of people, I don't think he gets enough respect. Uh... Secret character from Mortal Kombat 2, I believe he was the secret character. Or was he the secret character in 1? It's Reptile. 1. Damn. Alright, my favorite character is the secret character from Mortal Kombat 1. So, I've always been a fan of Reptile. I always thought he was really cool. A, I like that he's a reptile. I think that's neat. He's a ninja, but he's also a lizard in a ninja suit. Uh... I kind of liked him in Mortal Kombat, the movie, the original one, even though he was this weird claymation lizard turned ninja. But I, I kind of liked even the cheesiness of it. And I liked the idea of you being able to control what was once a secret character. Plus acid spit. Who doesn't want acid spit? I mean, he doesn't have acid spit in the first one, just saying. In Mortal Kombat 2, he does. That's one of his special yeah, moves. Yeah, no, in 2, he does. Yeah. In 1, he just clones the move of both Sub-Zero and Scorpion. He's got spears and ice at the same time in 1. Where's that? Where'd that go, Reptile? Uh, so yeah, Reptile was always my favorite. I think he's really neat. Uh, I like his different incarnations, and it allows for a lot of different reptiles throughout the years. We've, we've seen a lot of more human and very less human reptiles as the uh, years have gone by. So yeah, Reptile's always been my, my dude in the uh, world of Mortal Kombat. Alright, so question number two. Who is the most annoying game character to you? So, my most annoying game character, um, honestly, kind of sticks with the theme we have going on here. My most annoying video game character is actually Shao Kahn of Mortal Kombat. Because he fucking cheats as the AI. Yeah, he's Anyone, kind of impossible every game. <laughs> yep. Anyone who's ever played, first of all, and just, just anyone who's ever played Mortal Kombat 2 knows that the AI is already broken in that game. They have no delay on their special moves, and they have a counter for every single move that you throw at them, coded into their AI to automatically do, no matter what difficulty you're on. You play on the easiest difficulty, and the game's damn near impossible. You have to cheese it. There's no other way of winning. But Shao Kahn 
especially in three, does all of that while while having boss uh, strength damage and health. You just you have to be super lucky or just really know the flaws of the AI to kill him. There is no there's no skill involved. You mean the flaws of the AI? Down punch, down punch, down punch, down punch, down punch, down punch, down punch. Doesn't that doesn't even work half the time? It's like why? Why did you have to do the and like even in the new in Mortal Kombat Nine, he's still broken in that. He's that real tough. Raiden fight with with Shao Kahn, spoilers, is super annoying. Just just stop it. Get some help. How about you, Mike? My most annoying character, least favorite character of all time. Uh, I think I'm not the only one who thinks this, but it's uh it's Tingle from Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask, and then numerous hmm. games after that. I think he's just the worst he's annoying he's stupid he comes down from his balloon he looks like a fool he's got his painted nose Uh, every time he came down in majora's mask and you know i i don't like the fact that the game kind of resets itself when you fail the to pass it in the amount of time but i think the real reason i don't like majora's mask that much is because of tingle every time i see his stupid elfy balloon face I just want to turn the game off. And uh, his, his storyline is dumb, thinking he's a reincarnated fairy. Like, I, I don't hate him for any kind of gameplay, like real gameplay reason like you do. I just don't like the guy. It's 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 far more personal. So really, tingle over even Navi, huh? I love Navi. Listen! Oh, God. <laughs> hey! Navi's your Tinkerbell. I'm okay with Navi. But this guy thinks he's a fairy and he's not even a fairy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Fair point. Fair point. So, that is my least favorite king character. I think that... uh, Do you have any more questions? I think we got one more question. One more question. And it's uh, kind of also connected to uh, the fact that we're reviewing Mortal Kombat 11 today, which is, what is your favorite fighting game? I mean, obviously Mortal Kombat. But, I have to say, I know everyone shits on it for its balance, but Mortal Kombat Trilogy, the PlayStation one. Only because you get to play as every single character that was in Mortal Kombat up to that point. You even get to play as the boss characters. And some characters you can play as their older variants. Like you could play as Mortal Kombat 3 Kano, or you play as Mortal Kombat 1 Kano. You could play as Mortal Kombat 3 Jax, or Mortal Kombat 2 Jax. And I think it's pretty awesome, just the sheer amount of characters. And, uh... Yeah, the balancing is really bad, though. Some characters are just way too overpowered. Matara? But... Yeah. <laughs> just reflects every single projectile you threw at him. But it's it's just so cool to be able to play as all of them. It's true. I do remember having a lot of fun playing that game. That is a really good fighting game. Lots of different fucking Shang Tsung special moves to fit all the characters and it's worthless. <laughs> just saying. How about you, bro? Uh, Well, I remember really growing up on Mortal Kombat 2... But I would think my favorite that I've spent the most time with would either be this last Injustice, Injustice 2, or Mortal Kombat X, um, or 10, however you want to say it. I think both of them were really well done. I thought both of them had a lot of balance, a lot of characters. They did different things right that made the games both very interesting, both made by NetherRealm Studios, and... I think they found the perfect balance of the games that came that came before them. Mortal Kombat X with Mortal Kombat and Injustice 2 with Injustice. And they're very similar. But they kind of cha- exchange a couple of different aspects of them that make them both kind of equal, in my opinion. And replayable for a long amount of time. Longer than I thought I'd ever replay a fighting game for. Especially with Injustice 2 and its multiverse. And I think they're just incredible games because of the replayability of them. Um, 
especially for fighting games, which I never really used to be super into. And now I'm because of those two games, I'm, I'm really kind of into anything. Another realm Studios put out. So I think it says something that both of our favorite fighting games are from Nether realm Studios. I mean, they started with Mortal Kombat, the ones we grew up on, and they just continue to be some of the best. Yeah, I mean, they lost a lot of key developers when they left Midway, but for the most part, they're the same. So yeah, Mortal Kombat, king of fighting games. Indeed. All right, so I think it's time to get to the news section, so why don't we uh, flip the page? <gasps> All right. I just want to make something abundantly clear when we start this right now. Um, for you guys, the listeners, we just right now rewatched for a second time the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. That's how much we care about this podcast. We put ourselves through that again. Now my, let's my talk childhood. about it. My, I, my childhood. I know, bro. No, my I childhood. know. It's gone. It's gone. Gotta go fast. No. So I think. It's it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that this movie is going to be uh, just utterly, utterly terrible and irredeemable. Um, I'm not going to see it. I'll see it because I can watch them for free. I'm, I just I don't want to ruin my perception of Sonic. The trailer has already ruined it for me. That's all I need to see to ruin it. It's, um, it's done. Luckily, Sega put out Sonic Mania, which kind of... I mean, this trailer almost kills all that goodwill, but it still I'd remains somewhere. I'd rather watch the weird human-hedgehog relationship and replay Sonic 2006 than watch this movie. Oh, that's, that's saying something. Because uh, that's the worst Sonic game. Um, it's going to be better than this movie. Yeah. It doesn't look like Sonic. It Sonic has speed force for some reason. Can we talk about his teeth? Weird teeth. Why does he have a flat mouth and human teeth that are kind of too deep in his face? He looks so realistic that it's weird that he doesn't have pants on. And yet the lighting does not reflect he off of him correctly. wears Nikes instead of his big, goofy shoes from the games. I like how the, the image leaked a couple months ago. We even talked about it on the show. And the only thing they fixed was his big fucking legs. And they didn't fix anything else that everybody hated. His face is bad. He needs, like, the like the eyes that join together. It's just that Sonic. Yeah, his eyes are really, like, apart. And it doesn't yeah. make him less cartoony. It makes him more cartoony. And, like, I get it. It's tr- trying to be realistic, so they gave him a lot of fur. But, like, Sonic's never really had fur. He's been, like, smooth and shiny. I'm okay with the fur. I mean, I see where you're coming from. But I think there's so many other things to to make fun of about this I thing. I just hate everything about it. It's just none of it's good. Why is he playing Gangster's Paradise has, on a cassette tape? How is that like connecting what? to anybody? Green eyes. Did he have green eyes? I don't even know. He had eyes that he, were colored. It looked like he had green eyes, but when he went into his quote-unquote speed force move, they turned blue. His rings turned so big and teleport people. have black eyes. Black uh, and white eyes. I think there are games where he has green eyes. Does he? I, I We would have to look into it. And Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik is not clever. He's not funny. He's obnoxious. That scene where he's interrupting the colonel is just not funny at all. Even if I was a kid, I think at this point, I, I would want something a little more intelligent than that. I mean, I know this is a kid's movie, but ugh. Yeah, I guess he does have green eyes. Yeah, suck it. It just doesn't look good. And what I think is funniest is, um, so from our time, from when we're recording this, this trailer came out when? Yesterday? The day before yesterday? Something like that. Yeah, so today, uh, a couple days later, the director already has said, uh, we've heard you and we're going to, we've heard your complaints, we're going to try to fix the look of Sonic. This movie comes out in November already. I mean, this movie is probably pretty far in development in terms of uh, effects and editing and they're already changing the entire look of their main character and if they want to appease fans it's going to take a lot of work not to mention the fact that the leak images were from promo materials they were from you know action figure cardboard boxes and you know burger king kids meal kind of kind of looking things so they have a lot to do in a short amount of time to try to fix this look at this anybody fan already fixed it for them 
Yeah. It made his eyes more narrow, which matches Sonic. They also made it more connected looking. They made the nose more cartoony, which works. And the arms, I never even actually noticed in the movie trailer, his arms are blue. His arms have never been blue before. They've always been pale. And the gloves. Why get rid of his gloves and put white fur there? Yeah, the white fur comes out of nowhere considering none of his other fur is white. Like this is great. Who's uh let's a shout out you got a shout out Thirsty for Macaco. Thanks Thirsty for Macaco. You have saved Sonic. Uh Sega Paramount, please look at this image and fix it. Even the guy who created Sonic the Hedgehog had to come out when the images leaked and said, "Hey, this is not Sonic the Hedgehog. This is I believe the words he used were unfortunate." And it's true. It's it's when you look at a movie coming out like Detective Pikachu, which I think hits a lot of the right notes, gets the character designs correct, but still puts them in the real world, and tries to appease everybody correctly, where this movie is trying to appease nobody, it's like they just don't care. It's a cash grab, because they thought, man, we've had this the rights to this movie for 30 years. What have we done? They're murdering it. It's bad. Do you know anything that looks okay? is, A, I like James Marsden, so I'm glad he's getting work, and... Yeah, but this is going to ruin his career. Eh, he was in Hop. I don't know what that is. It's a it's a movie where he takes in an animated bunny. It's pretty much Sonic, but with the Easter bunny. Great. And um, that little blurb picture we get of Jim Carrey as, I would guess, his alternate universe self, the actual Dr. Robotnik, looks pretty good. I as need, long as he gets fat. I need fat robotic. He needs to get robotic fat. doesn't work for me. It's not robotic. What if you only see his shoulders and the rest of the time he's in his floating egg uh, ship? I mean, it's just, Robotnik's always big. You know? Yeah, I get, I get Drew it. Car- Drew Carey, I get it. And like, I guess the personality, kind of, no, it doesn't actually work. From the trailer, no, it's not Robotnik. It's, give us fat, mean Robotnik. He's not supposed to be snarky and make stupid dad jokes. He's just supposed to be a jerk. Give us Rooster and Grinder. And that too. Give us the characters from the kids shows we just loved. Make it Sonic, <laughs> not this abomination that is not Sonic. You've had twenty five years or more to uh pull from. You've pulled from nothing. You've barely pulled they from the Sonic the Hedgehog I feel like cover. They shouldn't have made it live action. They shouldn't have. They should have done a CG Sonic movie. The CG Sonic movie would have been better, which I'm pretty. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what um, Nintendo is doing with their new Mario movie. I think it's uh, Imagine Entertainment who made the uh, Minions movies, who are going to be doing the movie. Ah, good. Maybe these guys will learn a thing too and reboot Sonic after just a couple of years, like they're doing with Suicide Squad. That's right. It looks like the bad video game movie trend continues. Hopefully not for Detective Pikachu, which comes out in a couple weeks, and we'll review it then. But, uh, oof. Woof. Gotta go fast. Uh, No, stop. Gotta stop. Alex, I have only one question. Do you know the way? They they need to put that reference in it. (laughs) At least they put that reference in it. It would save it for me. Alright, that does it for our news. We're going to, uh, flip. Flip the page. Oh. All right, so we're here for the preview portion of the show, and today we're previewing... What are we previewing, bro? Star Wars Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Woo! Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Pre-order it today. And digital edition. Or tomorrow. Or, you know, like, before it comes out, when you actually know more about the game. Pre-order it the second before it comes out. That's the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what do you think of the trailer, bro? I think that trailer already looks better than any of the new movies. Maybe not better than Rogue One. Rogue One is pretty good. But, uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe, what's his name? Mark something. What's what's the director's name? Terrible director of the new Star Wars movies. The one who did The Last Jedi? Yeah. Uh, Ryan, Mike, Ryan, Ryan, Johnson. Ryan, yeah, Ryan, 
Go take notes from this video game developer. EA. Just don't put loot boxes in your movies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this game looks pretty awesome. Pretty badass. Uh, and uh, it's a Star Wars game by EA that won't have loot boxes. So that's pretty cool. I think they learned their lesson after everybody kind of left Battlefront 2 and just, like, destroyed any hope that game had of making money. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it looks okay, but it, I'm afraid it might just be a Force Unleashed clone. In which case, I just want my Force Unleashed 3, which kind of ended on a cliffhanger anyway. I don't know if you really ever played the Force Unleashed games. I have them, but I've never played them. They're really good, really fun. And this kind of seems like you're going to be a similar... It's going to be played in a similar style. I do like the fact that it takes place right after Revenge of the Sith and you're hiding out because you don't want to get assassinated. Um, You've grown up kind of hiding the fact that you were a Jedi. Execute Order 66. Um... But yeah, I guess Respawn Entertainment, who makes the Titanfall games, which are really fun, and also have made the recent popular Battle Royale game, Apex Legends, are making this game. They've been making this game for a long time. It's just finally been revealed. And hopefully we'll see more about it in E3, because they don't really show in this any actual gameplay. Nope, no gameplay. So that kind of scares it's me. It's really badass cinematics, though. Yeah. But it's by Respawn, and Titanfall was amazing. And the Apex Legends is amazing. I mean, they their their games are really tight. They know how to do first person shooter, but this is a third person action game. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do it well though. They know how to make games. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I hope it's good. The cover art looks really awesome. I don't know if you saw the cover art with the uh, the ship in the background in the water, and he's got his little lightsaber and his tiny droid scanning these these craggly rocks. I think that looks really cool. But yeah, we'll have to see how it plays. I guess it's not open world either. So we'll see if it's arcadey. Is it more like a Zelda game? Is it more like a Metroidvania game? How many planets are there? Is there only one planet? I don't know. Multiple paths? Multiple story paths? Hmm. There's just not a lot of game out there to know about. And after Battlefront 2 and the fact that EA just doesn't know, seem to know how to handle the Star Wars license, which is another story for another time... Um, I'm a little cautiously optimistic about this, but I get why everybody's excited about it, because who doesn't want to be a Jedi? Well, at least it's a fucking single-player game, finally. We haven't been getting many of those lately. This is true. Uh, or if they if they are, they're open-world and they take nine hours to beat. And by nine hours, I mean 90 hours. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want to see more about this game before I get excited about it. EA has really ruined my video game Star Wars experience. The one thing LucasArts had going for it was even though a lot, not a lot of the games were great, they put out 5 million Star Wars games. So you never kind of forgot that there's Star Wars. Phantom Menace game, so good. It's so bad, but it is really fun no, and really good. the Phantom Menace game was so good. I loved that as a kid. So did I. It was really fun. It just wasn't a great game, but it tied the story in. Come on. It was good. I liked it. Listen, I wanted more games. Come on. They should have done episode two and three in that same style, but they didn't. Jedi Power Battles. Also great. That was awesome. Pod Racer. Oh, nothing's going to beat Pod Racer. I'm still mad they haven't redone Pod Racer. Some guy did. I still have to download that. Yeah, I think it's only the one track, though, but. Yeah, it's it's just Ubuntu Eve. It still looks awesome in Unreal 4. EA, please make Podracer. Or hire that guy. Hire that guy. He'll help you out. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't mind the money. Like, just make games. Just make Star Wars games. You have one of the most incredible licenses of all time, and you've done nothing but sit down and do nothing. You've, You've made two games of the same franchise, Battlefront, and the first one was okay. Not great. The second one was, like Alex says, Player 2 always says, it was the worst of the loot box fiascos. And even still, the game has no searchable maps. You want me to try your new content? I don't want to play the ten other maps I've played for two months. I want to play the new maps. Let me choose new maps. Loading times, it's just... Ugh, I don't want to review Battlefront 2 here, but... Jedi Fallen Order has a lot to make up for. Uh, in terms of EA's goodwill toward me and Star Wars. But Jedi Fallen Order comes out this holiday season, so hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully we see more about it in another couple months when E3 comes out. And uh, 
Yeah. Sounds like a good birth, uh, Christmas present for me. You got it, bro. Thanks, buddy. May the force be with you. May and you as well. <laughs> you got thrown through a loop on that. Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. Cringe. We might insert the actual theme there real quick. I don't know. Or keep our bad version. Strike. So Mortal Kombat 11 has come out. I've been playing a decent amount of it. Uh, from what I can play because of that, again, indie movie called The Avengers. Uh, But I've beaten the game, story mode. I've beaten the game with a couple of characters on warrior mode. I played the Towers of Time, and I've uh, both gotten my ass kicked, but actually kicked your ass a couple times in Mortal Kombat 11. Listen, you have played all that what you said. I have only played it here for that little tiny bit that you helped had me play it for. It's true, and I only kicked your ass the first five times, and the rest of the times you won. Listen, <laughs> Casey Cage is my girl. If she was really your girl, you'd know her name was Cassie Cage. Cassie Cage is my girl. <laughs> Listen, she kicks hearts out. She that's, does. That's all you need to know. But yet, she's stolen yours. Eh, she's cool. She's like a daughter to me. <laughs> yeah. You've been rough. You've been... You've been Chilling out with I'm, Sonya and Johnny for listen, so long. I'm She's old just now. a daughter. That's yeah, true. I'm old. I'm too old for her. <laughs> so, uh, well, I know what I think. I want to hear what you think, bro. As as more of a hardcore classic Mortal Kombat fan, I want to hear your thoughts on the game before you get mine. I thought it was okay. I still maybe it's just cuz the nostalgia but nothing's ever going to beat the 2D games in my opinion um but it was pretty much just like 10 in my opinion the feel of it and everything um the graphics i feel like it is actually probably more gory more un I would say more un more unrealistically unreal- gory. I'd agree with that, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of like the you know, little cinematic attacks, like that the y- y- the character's dead. Just very <laughs> obviously dead, but then they just get right back up. Like there were X ray attacks in ten, sure, that were obviously would have killed anyone, but like this game it's like Casey Cage just like shoots you a million times through multiple orifices of your body. <laughs> I just get back up. Or like like Shao Kahn just kind of shanks you with the spear a million times from space and like just annihilates you. And you just get up and kind of shrug it off. Do you not usually when you get speared? Yeah, no, oh. no, you don't. Oh man, you usually just kind of die. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I put my spear away. I mean, that being said, I mean it's very cinematic and cool looking, albeit unrealistic. <laughs> but the fatalities seem really cool too. The gameplay seems fun. I mean, it's just as fun as ten, in my opinion. It's pretty similar. I mean, it's it's good in that sense. Just all I would say, it's a little too unrealistic. But aside from that, it's fine. You feel like it's a little slower than the last game. Uh, not really. I'd say that depends on the characters you pick. When I played as Casey, Cassie, Cassie, that kind of <laughs> got me into the swing of a fast-paced character. Because when we played Shao Kahn, I couldn't even fucking move. He's just a fucking tank. And I don't like that in a fighting game. Yeah, uh, he's a little slow. I mean, the game feels a little slow to me. It doesn't have that... It is more gory, for sure. The fatalities are grosser. I mean, Johnny Cage makes a puppet out of somebody. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It's, it's I think really he needs to th- see a therapist. Um, that one. Yeah. But the game itself just doesn't have the darkness that Mortal Kombat 10 did, or X. It had, like, this dark sheen to it, like, this this look that was, like, gritty that I think this game is kind of lost. You were saying that because of the story mode? Because I, I didn't get to try Not the just story the story mode. mode. Even the story mode in 10 was also a little uh, cheesy, kind of like this one. But just like the match, the rounds, they're they're very bright. You can see everything. I mean, X had like the 
the Shaolin Monk Temple with the rain coming down and the the weather effects and everything was lit by like lantern. And it was very dark. This game doesn't have that many dark settings. It's a much more bright, uh, brightly lit uh, space. So uh, I think that loses it for, for me a little bit because if I wanted a brighter game that's essentially the same, Injustice kind of already kind of fits that bill. But maybe it's just me because, like you said, you didn't really notice it then. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like maybe just because you got the hint of other aspects of the game and I really played the versus mode. But the maps, they seemed normal to me. Like a normal Mortal Kombat. Yeah, maybe. Goro's Lair seemed pretty dark. Goro's Lair is really cool. I do like Goro's Lair. And the tournament one we just played, which I never saw before, with the old arcade mm-hmm. machines in the, uh, in the uh, like, video game tournament space. Yeah. I mean, if you think back to, like, Mortal Kombat 1, a lot of the the maps you play on, they're pretty bright. Yeah, they're all daytime kind of temple. Yeah. Like, that's true. I guess you're just bringing it back then in that sense. Yeah. Um, the character selection to me is good but not great. There's a lot of characters that don't return that I kind of miss. Indeed. I want Rain back. I like Rain. Rain's awesome. Rain was cool. He was in 9, right? They had rain. Uh, I, believe, I actually don't remember. I think he was but in. He nine. was he was in Ultimate World Combat Three is where he first appeared. Mm-hmm. And uh, really awesome in that. I don't know if. See, I didn't really play anything really after four. He wasn't in four either. But I don't know. I like Rain, and when he was kind of like he was an AI, kind of like NPC, and uh, ten. I really was hoping he would come back as a playable character, but bring back Rain. Yeah, Rain was in 9. Rain was good. Um, I miss Airmech. He was in the last few. He was really cool in 10. Um, and the one I really fell in love with that almost beat Reptile out as my favorite was uh, Kenshi in the last game. I thought he was awesome. He's been in the last couple, and I really like Kenshi a lot. And he's not in this game. In fact, when you go to visit the crypt, you find Kenshi's dead body, mummified, um, being half-eaten by a bunch of also mummified demons, which is kind of sad, because I've really always liked Kenshi. Aw, Kenshi. Right. It's like almost like kimchi, which is just delicious. Uh, to the demons, he was one and the same. Mm, true. <laughs> uh, Reptile's also not back in this, which is also really sad, because like I said before in the Q&A, Reptile is... Always classically been my favorite character since, you know, we were little kids. But uh, this isn't the first Mortal Kombat game to not have Reptile. So, this is actually not the second. Kintaro. Was Kintaro in 10? No, Kintaro wasn't in 10. No. They mention him in this game. He's in, you have to get um, part of him for the crypt, I believe, but he's not in it. Maybe it's Motaro. I get the the Oros confused sometimes. Kintaro's uh, the second to last boss of two. Almost like okay. Goro, but like cat-like. Yeah, no, no, no. He's not in this. Uh, maybe he's mentioned the crypt that I haven't gotten there yet. But uh, Shiva's in this in a cinematic mode. But what makes me angry is you fight Cyrax and Sector, but you can't play as Cyrax and Sector. So I'm hoping when the DLCs come out, or maybe later on down the line as free DLCs, they're going to come out. Sindel. Sindel's always been cool. I've always had a love-hate relationship with Sindel, because she's fun to play as, but she's... Yeah, she's stupid. But she's an important character, because she's Katana's mom. Striker. I've never liked Striker. Aw. I know. Sub-Zero's brother. Baihan? Baihan is noob. No, that's original Sub-Zero. Yeah, they were brothers. Does he have another brother? Wait, this is... So this isn't original Sub-Zero? I don't know. They they mess up the storyline <laughs> in, in 9. Baihan so now is I don't the, know which Sub-Zero yeah. is which. Baihan is the original Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat 1 who killed Scorpion. And mm-hmm. he ends up becoming Noob Saibot when he gets murdered yeah. in the Nether Realm. And then the yeah, Sub-Zero we meet in now. And, yeah. In Mortal Kombat 3, the Sub-Zero we meet is the good Sub-Zero whose name I can't remember. Who becomes a Sub-Zero we follow throughout the game now. Who was friends with Scorpion. And I actually kind of like that dynamic. Them being friends now. Because I think it works. 
because they're really good friends at this point. And whatever but also to, they're used to it being enemies. What happened to Kenshi's kid? They don't really explain what happened to uh, Kenshi's kid or Scorpion's kid in this. Neither are really explained. So we'll have to wait, I guess, maybe the next game. The fuck? I know. I know. There's a lot of missed characters, and that's what I think Quan is kind of weird. No Quan Chi. I mean, Shinnok's Shin- in this as a decapitated head, but you never really meet him. There's just a lot of characters, especially when you deal with changing time, they could have brought back, and they didn't. Shang Tsung. What I find interesting is in the story mode, Kronika brings back, you know, Baraka, because, oh, he's going to want the Tarkatans to come back. And Devorah, the bug lady who we met in 10 for the first time, comes back to save her race of bug people we never knew about. Melina. They never bring back Reptile to talk about, you know, the fact that why wouldn't he want to work with Kronika to bring his species that's been decimated for a thousand years to come back? Melina is talked about, but she's never shown. So the game is a little lacking, I think, in characters, although the combat pack, if you get it, has quite a few really awesome rumored characters to come about. If you crack the game code open and you look at what some people have found, it's pretty neat. Have I told you about the deleted characters yet? Nope. So I think you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I don't know yet. Um, Are they going to have Aqua? Who is Aqua? That was a, uh, a character that I... I can't... I don't... This is... I read about him on the wiki that he was either teased or found in game data or something like that. Um, and he's, he's supposed to be like a ninja-like character with like with a duck beak. That's awesome. I would totally want but a like, duck be ninja. like water moves. So it's like Howard the Duck as a ninja. Well, let me let me look it up real quick. Because <laughs> I remember I I don't know I don't think he was a joke character. So the, uh, well, the first combat pack character that's actually already been announced is going to be Shang Tsung. Another character that you have to unlock in the game is Frost. You get just for beating chapter four of the main story mode, I believe, the Scorpion Sub-Zero story. And then uh, you can also get Shao Kahn if you have pre-ordered the game. I think you just purchase him if you didn't. So Mm. Shang Tsung is the first of the DLC characters, but then the rumored ones are pretty cool. So the first one you might like, because uh, he's a Mortal Kombat 3 character, Nightwolf is going to be one of the characters. Oh, yeah, apparently. I forgot about Nightwolf. Nightwolf's pretty cool. Uh, Sindel, who we were just talking about with the hair. She's another uh, rumored DLC character. Then Shiva, who I said is shown in the cinematics but never in the game. She's going to be maybe a character. Fujin, who I believe was the drunk guy? No, Fujin was the wind god. Okay, that's right, okay. Well, Raicho is the other Well, Raicho is the drunk guy, yeah. So Fujin, the wind god, is going to be in this, which makes sense because this storyline has a lot to do with the gods and stuff like that. And then we've got our guest characters. And there are a good amount of guest characters that I think are really cool. The first one is Joker, which kind of makes sense because there were a lot of Mortal Kombat characters in Injustice. Um, and if you're going to do a character, the dark kind of villainous character of the Joker kind of fits with the Mortal Kombat universe. The next one, which kind of came out of nowhere to me, which I don't, I don't know how he's going to do, is uh, the Terminator. Hmm. So I don't That's know how weird. I feel about that. Then again, it was weird to have a lot of the characters in 10. Like, Leatherface was really weird. Yeah. Leatherface, yeah, you wouldn't think he'd be a good fighter. So maybe Terminator will work. I just can't think he's going to be slow. He's definitely got to be a tank character. Hmm. Uh, finally... The character I've been waiting for since Mortal Kombat 9 came out, Spawn, is finally supposed to be a character in this game. I forgot about Spawn. I wonder why they haven't done anything with him recently. Uh, he's got a movie coming out starring Jamie Foxx pretty soon. Huh. I don't know when it's supposed to start filming, but that's going to come out. Wasn't so, the game really good? Um, I enjoyed all his games, yeah. Hmm. But I think he'd be a really good addition to Mortal Kombat, because he's a superhero, but he's, you know, really dark. And he deals with a lot of supernatural stuff. So Indeed. I'm excited for him. And then the final leaked DLC character, which I'm, I hope it's real because this guy is awesome, is uh, Ash Williams from Evil Dead. 
Oh, Evil Dead. I think that's awesome because it also fits with the Nether Realm, and I'm super excited for Ash to to kick ass in Mortal Kombat. You know, when they made that movie way back when with their really small budget and how bad it was, I doubt they ever thought it would become this popular. There's no way they did. It's like 40 years later and people are still talking about it. I mean, I'm a huge I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. Uh so I'm I'm pumped for Ash Williams so to be in this game. Silly. I cannot wait. So silly. Uh Ed Boone, if you listen to this podcast, which holy crap, Ed Boone's listening to this podcast. But if you do, please please make that rumor come true. I would love to have Ash quip one of his quips right before using his chainsaw to disembowel like Baraka and and all the other Netherrealm characters. I think it would be great. This is his boomstick. Oh man, if he could send out his evil hand. Imagine his fatalities would be so gross. Uh, he fits so well in it. I can't wait. Uh, I hope that's true. But before that happens, you know, the game itself is really cool. The Towers of Time, I guess there were a lot of issues with and the crypt was really expensive to try to unlock stuff. But I guess they're working on that, trying to balance everything out. I know you don't like loot boxes, and there are loot boxes in this game. But according to the NetherRealm Studios team and Ed Boon, you don't have to get any any of it. You can unlock it just through playing. And I always think that's fair. Fucking loot boxes. (laughs) It's just the future of the game. But if they're not necessary, then I'm okay with that. And the fact that the crypt is how you unlock a lot of them for free... Which is kind of like you walk through the history of Mortal Kombat in this crypt, which obviously uh, crypt in this little like uh, dungeon area in third person is really cool. I've always liked the crypt, even though they're imperfect. I don't know if it's as solid as Mortal Kombat uh, Ten was, or Injustice Two, which was really really solid. Um, but I think it's still a great addition to the game. I think the combat works. The story mode is really fun. The cast of characters seems a little, I wouldn't say small. It's a decent amount of characters, but it's missing some key components. Hopefully over time with the different rosters and different unlockable characters, uh, that'll grow and get better. And yeah, it just continues to be a really solid fighting game that's always really fun and keeps you playing. I would have to give it a, uh, I'll give it an 8.5. I would say, if I had to grade it. How about you, bro? Uh, an 8 question mark out of 10. Because I only ever played the versus mode so far. <laughs> you played the Tower of Time. Okay. I played two aspects of the game. What I played, I would say 8 question mark out of 10. Nice. 8 out of 10? Nice. Don't know anything about the story or anything. I don't like, well, okay, coming from a PC gamer standpoint, at least in the Steam page, they don't tell you that Frost is a DLC character, they, or they don't tell you that you get Frost in Chapter 4 of the story. They just advertise her as a DLC character for $6. So someone who doesn't know that you can get her in the story will be like, I want all the content for the game before I start playing it. And they'll buy her. For no reason and waste their money. Because that's a stupid tactic that they... They don't explain on their page. And supposedly things in the crypt are super expensive. And begs for you to kind of buy points and currency with real money. Just so you can unlock things without spending 10 hours just to unlock like one little thing. However... They did just address that, and they're working on balancing issues right now. So yeah, the crypt has already lowered some stuff. Modern games where you could just solve all your problems with patches and just not realize that before you release it. Convenient. Just I don't know. Just it's like always a problem with AAA games now, though. It's it's silly. It's why I like indie games more than AAA games. Like I said in other podcasts, but aside from those things, the gameplay is fun. Eh, eight question mark out of ten. Eight question mark out of ten seems to be the best we're gonna get out of them. All right, so that is our Mortal Kombat review. Moving on, we're going to flip the page. Oh yeah! Welcome to the tech corner, where Alex tells us stuff about technology that we don't understand and how it works and how it doesn't work and whether or not we should waste our money to spend on it. Tech. 
it's expensive. And oh boy, is the thing we're talking about today expensive. The Valve Index. So this is Valve's solo project. Uh, no more HTC, huh? Well, I mean, they're still partnered with them. They still promote Vive, but now they have their own. So it's interesting. Um, it's actually compatible. Like, the parts of the Vive, the separate parts, are interchangeable with Index. You can use an Index with five base stations. You can use an Index headset with five controllers. You supposedly can use a Vive with Index controllers. And you can use them with the base stations. So all of the parts, you can mix and match to make a Frankenstein VR system out of Index and Vive parts. It's interesting. Or you can just go ahead and buy all the Index stuff for $1,000. That's right. A thousand U.S. dollars, and the but Vive was what seven hundred? It was eight hundred when it first came out. Dropped in price to six hundred dollars uh, a year or so ago. Okay, maybe that's how it was when I got it then. Um, so it is basically just an a, a Vive Pro Pro. Okay. It uses the same kind of base station technology. Obviously, that's how that's why they're interchangeable, and you can use five base stations for it um, because just sensors on the HMDs themselves aren't quite there yet. They even said that in an interview. Um, so you're still using lighthouses, but it still works. You can get a uh, you know as large of a play space as the base stations 2.0 could be for Vive. So the headset, um, the key features of it are a wider uh, range of view. So you won't have, like, if anyone's used the Vive, you'll know, like, the corners of your eyes are kind of cut off uh, from the lenses, so you can't see too much to the sides. Apparently you can see more, so it feels a little bit more lifelike that way. Um, The resolution is higher by a bit. And uh, the frequency that it runs at is 120 hertz instead of 90 hertz, which isn't a terrible large difference, terribly large difference. Um, Only really hardcore gamers, uh, tech enthusiasts really, will really see that difference. And another thing on that, with the higher resolution per eye comes with more lag depending on your graphic settings so coming from someone here who has a 2080 ti uh in their in their gaming computer i can tell you right now that even a lot of the a lot of vr games are still quite laggy even with you know some of these most powerful graphics cards out there you know um, so boasting the new resolution with this higher frame rate, you're really not gonna hit that frequency cap. At least definitely not if you set your graphics qualities to high. Um, but, you know, maybe if they ever come out with their, uh, multi-graphics card, uh, one GPU per eye, that they've been talking about for years now... That would be great. That would probably fix a lot of issues. That would make the headset what, though? Like $2,000 almost? Not the headset, but your system, your computer system, if you got one graphics card per eye. But it would make it VR a lot more feasible, because right now, like I said, it's, it's it runs pretty rough still. Now, the other thing they don't say about the Index, and I imagine it's interchangeable, would the wireless system they just put out be interchangeable with this new thing? New I don't... Because I didn't read anything about that. No, I didn't hear them say wired... Actually, in everything I read, I don't know if I saw anything that said wired or wireless. Um, actually, yeah, that's something I overlooked. I didn't, I didn't notice if they spoke about wires or not. Um, yes, I, I use the wireless system at home, and it runs really great. You do need a very powerful CPU for it, though, or else it will lag your system. It takes a lot of CPU power to throw that uh, frequency out there. Um, but... It works really well. It's being not being tethered makes everything so much more realistic. You know, 
especially when you're playing the Vive, which is room scaling. You know, you're playing these games where you're walking around, turning around multiple times. If you're turning around a whole bunch in the same direction a lot of time, you're going to wrap yourself up in, in the wire. Yep. I've done that. I have the Wyatt still, and I get wrapped up sometimes, yeah. especially playing games like Space Pirate, where your whole point of the game is to look behind you and defend yourself and turn around. It's just... Exactly. It's a cumbersome experience. Get wrapped around, you trip over the wire constantly, the wire kind of gets tangled up, so you lose a lot of play space, and you have to pause your game, untangle the wire, mm-hmm. unspin it, it... Wireless is the way to go. You do need a big-ass battery pack if you plan on playing it for anything more than, like, 20 minutes. But, um, yes, I hope that it is wireless or they offer a wireless option because it makes everything so much better. Now, is it worth getting piecemeal, this new index? Is it worth... Should I get the headset? Should I get the controller? Should I get the base station? Like, are the are the base stations worth it at all? Like, it doesn't... The base station... So, they mentioned that they use base station 2.0. That's already been a thing for a little bit now with uh, 5 Pro. At least in other parts of the world. I'm pretty sure U.S. had very limited access to base station 2.0. I don't... I, I remember not being able to find them on the stores in the U.S. on the online stores. So, so what I've got on these walls right now, what I'm looking at, these are base station 1.0s that came with the original vibe. Yes. So would I want 2.0s? No. It wouldn't do anything because I don't have a larger space, right? Only, exactly. There are two benefits. One, obviously, is much larger play space. But unless you are living in a mansion, it's hard enough for, you know, normal people with normal sized rooms, houses, and apartments (laughs) To get an, even enough play space for, like, the minimum required for most games. Damn you, Star um, Wars experience. <laughs> exactly. The other thing is the faces are curved. So you get a little bit more of a wider angle. So let's say your base station, like, you want to kind of capture this corner. If I know you guys can't see me in the podcast, but, like, the corners of the room in the peripheral of the base stations can be caught more. But it's not really a big deal because there's two base stations and kind of in the combination of both, they really capture like everything around the room. So I would say not really worth it. And not the, really worth it. Those controllers, The though. controllers are definitely worth it. And this is why I'm talking about you could Frankenstein your VR setup. If anything's going to be worth it out of the Vive Index setup, it's going to be these Knuckles controllers. So a lot of you who have been following VR for any time at all, they, you already know what the Knuckles controllers are. They've been in development for a very long time, since the dawn of VR, basically. Everyone's been begging for them to come out. These controllers, they aren't big bulky wands in your hands, so you're not feeling like you're just holding sticks in your hands while you're playing VR. I like these, my banana rolls. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, those are good for, like, guns, or feeling like you're <laughs> holding a sword or something. But in a lot of VR games, you have hands, and you're supposed to yep. be picking things up and just doing hand movements. And that's what these Knuckles controllers really simulate. They simulate hands instead of you're holding an object. You, they have, I think, 87 sensors per controller, and they accurately move, like, your fingers. Like, so you can make any of your fingers move on these controllers. Your hand gestures, you could flip your friends off online, (laughs) you could point to things. So that's really cool, and I've been wanting that for so long. I've been honestly just wanting a less bulky controller for my Vive for so long, uh, which I guess Oculus did better than Vive in that sense. But but now you can can use your hand as a hand now in VR, and that's awesome. What I think is interesting is that they do look a lot like the Oculus controllers, so it's really tough to... Like, I really hope they have these controllers on display at, like, Best Buy or any store. Mm-hmm. Because for right now, I mean, I know what you're trying to describe, and Vive has put out videos where it shows it, but it's really hard to grasp what it would be like to hold these controllers. Which is, is similar yeah. to... It's very tough once you're trying to sell somebody on VR who's never tried it before. Like, when you first showed me VR... Oh, it's yeah, like when you talk like, about eh. it or show videos, it's like, eh. It's like, yeah, you're like, oh, it looks gimmicky. And then you try, and you're like, holy shit, this is realistic. I feel like I'm there. Yeah, it's 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 a, 
it's not something you could talk to, tell people about, or show videos for. It's an experience. And if you don't experience VR, you don't know. And I feel like the hand controllers are actually just a physical kind of controller representation of that. Yeah. And again, that exactly what you were saying. VR is all about immersion and having, like, feeling like your hands are your hands is a lot more immersive than holding a giant stick in your hand and pretending that it's just a normal hand, even though it's a stick that you're holding. Um, so, I mean, all being said, for the HMD, a.k.a. the, the actual headset portion, mm-hmm. 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 it's cool. The technology is great. It's supposed to basically... It's a it's a Vive Pro Pro. It's a it's a better version than the Vive Pro, but it operates off the same technology. It's just got better specs. But you know, like I said, coming from someone with a with a twenty eighty Ti in my computer, I feel like graphics power isn't quite there yet to really get a use out of this Vive Index uh, Valve Index headset. I would say. Maybe wait for the next series of GPUs to come out. Uh, stick with the Vive or Vive Pro for now. Get those controllers though. Get the Vive Index, the Valve Index <laughs> controllers. Uh, maybe maybe wait on the headset for some better graphics to come out because uh, a lot of like a lot of games make make my 2080 Ti scream on VR still on the normal Vive. I don't even have the Vive Pro, and the normal Vive already still has trouble with m- many games. So. That that's where it's at. Really cool technology. I'm not going to bash that at all. It's, it's it seems really cool. The reviews are good of the people who have been able to test drive it. Um, it's comfortable, but you're not going to hit you're not going to hit the specs spec limit on it yet. So buy the controllers. Wait for the system. Yes. All right. So I guess the controllers come out June 28th, 2019. The headset comes out July 31st. And you can buy the full package on August 31st. If you do want these new base stations, I guess you cannot use them with the Classic Vive, according to their main webpage, just no, the, Vive the Vive Pro. Pro yes. Um, and that's going to come out June 28th. So those are first the base stations, then controllers, then headset, then the full shebang for $1,000. The controllers themselves... $279. Gonna be worth it, though. I guarantee you those controllers are gonna be worth it. Ouch. <laughs> but uh, VR is amazing. If you do have the money to spend on it, spend on it. Yeah, it's I mean, really cool. Come on. If you're if you're playing VR on PC, you already have a powerful... You already spent the money on a powerful computer. You already spent the money on a powerful graphics card. You can shell out the money for a controller. <laughs> Let's be real. All right, so Vive Index, Valve Index. Valve, I, it's hard. It, it, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard. Valve Index, coming soon, this summer. Super excited for those controllers. Indeed. Buy me those controllers, bro. Maybe. Hey, Valve, if you're listening, I could use a new set of controllers. You can test drive it. Yeah. Test drive them. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks in advance. Yours truly, Player One, Mike Butler. All right, bro. I think it's time to uh, flip the page. All right, and that's all we have for you guys today on uh, this episode of Two, Two Player, Player Brothers. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed your time with us today. Again, we're sorry about the delay for this episode. Hopefully it won't happen again. Hashtag life. Hashtag podcasting is hard. Hashtag Avengers. So, I know I told everybody on uh, the Facebook post or Instagram post that I made that we would do a little stream in the interim. However, Avengers was busier than I thought, so I was not able to get out of work to do that. This is what barely got out of work to do this podcast. But hopefully we'll do one soon. Um, we were talking about it a little bit today, so hopefully we'll stream something. You guys can actually see our faces for once, and we'll we'll play a game together. Indeed. Until then, please like, review, subscribe, share this podcast, let it grow, um, and then maybe one day I won't have to sell tickets to Avengers. And, yeah, thank you for listening. Please um, let us know 
what you'd like to see in the future in the comments sections or tweet us or email us and let us know, you know, anything, what you think about the show, what you'd like to see, and uh, any questions you want us to answer on the Q&A section. And at this point, it's time to plug other stuff. Bro, what you got going on? So I haven't been streaming a lot, but if you guys ever feel like stopping by and seeing me play some games, I'm trying to get into doing uh, Borderlands 2 right now and uh, Terraria and Binding of Isaac. It is uh, twitch.tv uh, slash evangelix, E-V-A-N-G-A-L-E-X. And I'm trying to get back into it as much as I can, as much as time allows. Um, you can catch me there. How about you, bro? I've got two other podcasts. I've got this one, Two Player Bros. I've got Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise, where me and my fiance crack open a cold one and uh, talk about the news of uh, pop culture in terms of what's on Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, TV, movies, all that good stuff. So basically, stop by Cracking One Open for brews, news, and pop culture reviews. And then I've also got, which just premiered the other day, Forgotten Cinema that I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we go over movies that, for whatever reason, uh, seem to be forgotten by audiences nowadays, whether or not they were popular back when they came out, or they were just very good films that seem to have been overlooked. We go back, we watch them again, and we kind of go over what worked, what didn't work, and maybe why they were forgotten. And that's Forgotten Cinema, which you can listen to anywhere podcasts can be found. Special thanks to Ozd from Oz.net. O-Z-Z-E-D, for letting us use the song Getting Started from his Friendship Adventures soundtrack. You can listen to that song, plus all other awesome chiptune themes at his website. And he's also available on Spotify as well. So once again, thanks for joining us today, guys, and uh, keep on gaming. Game. Game.